It's time for another episode of the Creative Real Estate Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by my company, Blue Spruce Holdings, who finds passive investment opportunities for accredited investors. For more information, go to realbluespruce.com. It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by realbluespruce.com. Welcome back to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam A. Adams. And we've got a really great story that we're going to be talking about today. We actually have Julie Lamb and Annie Dickerson in the house. Well, actually, they're virtual. They're in San Francisco right now. They started a company called Good Egg Investments back in April of 2018. And in just a few short months, they've done quite a bit. They've syndicated nine deals, mobile homes, online. They've even launched an online, online course. They've done multifamily self-storage. One thing about this online course, which I think you might enjoy is because we're actually, they talk about how to passively invest, how to be safe in it. And so it's something that I want to point you in the direction of. Uh, good Egg Investments. How do we find Good Egg Investments? What's the website, Annie? Well, you can find us at goodegginvestments.com. Perfect. I love it. Makes it easy because it's just the name.com. And uh, we'll start with uh, your story. Let's kind of get back and say, why did you two start Good Egg Investments in April of 2018? Well, I should say that, you know, it was never something we intentionally set out to do. I mean, it wasn't like we came together and had a plan and we were going to do this thing. It was completely by accident. You know, I was, I was sort of getting into the syndication side of things. I wanted to lead my own syndication. And Julie had been um, raising capital for uh, a number of deals, co-syndicating deals for quite some time. And when we got together, first we realized, number one, there's not a lot of women in real estate. And, or real estate investing in particular, and two, that we were both trying to help the same target market, specifically other working moms like ourselves who were trying to create passive income so that they could spend more time with their families. And so once we realized that, we thought, oh, wait a second, we're working on parallel tracks here. We're doing the same thing. And then the more we talked, the more we realized that we have also very complementary skill sets. And so that's when the aha moment came and we thought maybe we should join forces and do something together. And so that's when, for lack of a better pun, Good Egg was born. I love it. All right. So let's talk about the complementary skill sets. And Julie, I'll let you take that one. Yeah, sure. So we, so the way we discovered our complementary skill sets was we were sitting at a cafe together and we were doing a work session and Annie started talking about all of these wonderful blog posts that she was going to be doing. And uh, what else were you talking about? You were blog posting. Oh, and doing videos. And I was like, wow, that's so amazing. I don't enjoy doing the blog posting and the videos, but I know it's something I need to do in order to scale my business. And so I realized um, in, that, in that discussion of what she was interested in doing, and then simultaneously, I think like a sentence or two after that, she was like, 
you know, the one thing that I don't really enjoy doing or that I don't look forward to doing is having these discussions with investors. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's the one thing I love doing. I love educating investors about opportunities and helping them sort of strategize how to make their capital work the hardest for them. And that was something that really was something that was important to me. And so we discovered just through that very simple conversation, like, hmm, maybe a partnership might make sense. Um, you know, she loves doing the blog posting and the videos, which is sort of, what you need to do in order to engage your audience and engage investor interest before they get to the point of wanting to have a conversation with you. Right. And so for me, that was, I was like, this is, this is really great. What if we partnered up, you did all of our sort of marketing and you did all of the, you know, blog posting and uh, you know, the videos and I handle it. Once they get to me, they're already educated. I had come from a place where I was doing, spending an inordinate amount of time talking with investors about, very simple topics like what is a cap rate or, um, you know, how does it work? Just basically, how does an investment like this work? When all of those things could be accomplished on the front end through some kind of blog post or a video before they get to me. And when they get to me, it can be a, a conversation that is more, um, you know, around an actual deal, right? So that's, that was kind of how, how it came together. Brilliant. I love it. All right. So let's, let me ask, a, I want to ask a question first on the blog. So what do you have today with regard to a blog for Good Egg? Well, so we, I actually started blogging in March of 2018. And when I started blogging, I blogged every day. I just, I knew I had no audience. So I just made it a point <laughs> to um, put out something every day so I could find my voice, so I could figure out what I was trying to talk about. I'd spent months and months diving into bigger pockets and reading what other people were doing and writing. And so it was really my opportunity to purge and um, get out what I was trying to say. And so that was the start of the blog in March. And then as we grew and expanded, I added some videos in there. And really what the blog has become is sort of a fun dialogue between us and our potential investors. I mentioned that our target market are other working moms. And so that's who the blog is written for specifically. You'll, when you read the blog, hopefully you'll hear through the voice is some of the um, OMG, you know, am I right? You know, ladies, come on. You know, it's so like some of that fun sassiness tied together with these hardcore real estate terms, which I think you don't see very often. Often when you look at a real estate investing blog, you see lots of lingo and lots of numbers and data and charts. And as a woman, it's, you know, it's intimidating for me to go through a blog or a video series like that because I feel like, you know, I don't know very much. I don't know what I'm talking about. But this blog is different. This blog is written for people so that real estate investing can be approachable for anyone. So that's what the blog is about. Andy, how long have you been doing this? Blogging specifically? I mean real estate. Real estate. Well, um, my husband and I have been investing in real estate for a little over 10 years. We fell into it um, through house hacking, which we're still doing today. That's awesome. Okay. So what other types of real estate investing have you done, Annie? Uh, well, so mainly we started with the house hacking and we started to collect what we call the alphabet. So we had our first duplex was alpha, then Bravo, then Charlie, then Delta, and then 
starting with ECHO, we started to expand out of state for the first time and um, started to invest in slightly larger multifamily, the quadplexes, the eightplexes, um, and quickly started to realize um, the pros and cons of investing out of your own area. And um, so Echo, Foxtrot, Golf came along and we ran into some issues. <laughs> and, but at that same time, you know, a lot of people were getting interested in what we were doing with our real estate investing portfolio. And so friends and family wanted to get in. And so that's when we moved into the syndication space. Awesome. Julie, I, I have the same question for you. When did you get started in real estate investing? Yep. So I got started about 10, almost 10 years ago in 2009 here in the Bay Area. I was doing the traditional narrative of get married, buy your first home and, you know, kind of fell in accidentally. And uh, we were looking at buying a loft and or buying a three and a half bedroom, two and a half bath condo. And my real estate agent said, you know, if you buy this condo, as opposed to the loft, you'll be able to rent out the other rooms and offset your income, right? And, and pay down your debt. And that was an interesting thing for me. I had never thought about that. I had never considered that. I really wanted to do the loft. That was just one huge open room that, you know, would never offer the possibility to rent out sections of the loft. And, um, and so that was, that was kind of my intro and how I, how I got into it. Okay. Perfect. And then earlier you said, Julie, you said that you love to help make capital work best for your investors. Mm -hmm. The investors that you find that are your target audience, where are they today? Typically, what does that conversation look like? Yeah. So, most of the time, those folks have, are in a similar situation to where I was when I first got into real estate investing. Some of them have already bought their home, um, unfortunately. Uh, here in the Bay Area, that means that they've plunked down, uh, it could be anywhere from 300 to 500,000 on up, right? I mean, a, a single family home in a decent area, if you have a couple of kids, is gonna be 1.5 to 2 million. Uh, now they've saved up some money, they're looking to you know, invest in real estate sometimes. Um, they're thinking about buying a single family home, uh, not in the Bay Area, usually they're looking to do it out of state. Um, but they're also working, you know, both, usually both parents are working or only the father is working and the mother is not, and she's home taking care of the kids. And they're thinking about making an additional investment and they want to, uh, you know, they've found somehow found good egg investments and our strategy has piqued their interest. And so usually by the time we hop on a call, they've gone through our website, not always, but oftentimes they have and they've read through the blog posts and the videos and watched the videos, which is what piques their interest. It sounds all very interesting. And so by the time they get on a call with me, they're, they're pretty much engaged and interested and, they, interested and they know a little bit about how these syndications work. And so the discussion with me is just more of fielding all of their questions that they have. Okay, got it. And Annie, you mentioned before that, I think it was you, you mentioned that within the 10 years, because I think you both started about 10 years ago. Is that right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, within the last 10 years, Annie, I believe you said that you were going, uh, Echo was where you started to go out of state and you bought a fourplex, an eightplex, and you mentioned some others, mm -hmm. but you mentioned issues. And um, I kind of want to touch on that. If you could help, uh, if there is a listener who is listening and is at Echo 
and buying four plexes and eight plexes to kind of show them what the issues that you ran into and how they might be able to avoid that? Oh, what a good juicy question. I love it. So, okay, so let's talk about alpha to delta because those were our house hacks. They were all duplexes. So they were places where we lived. So that is the distinction. So Alpha and Bravo were in Washington, DC. Charlie and Delta are in um, Oakland, California. And they're all houses that we personally lived in, which means that we went there, we walked through the property, we were there for the inspection, we looked through everything, and we envisioned ourselves living there. And in fact, we did live there. We moved our furniture in, we moved our kids in, we were there. And so when we came, went to find tenants, they were very much tenants like ourselves because they wanted to live in those same neighborhoods. And so when we went out of state, you know, I did a ton of research and read a lot of books, read a lot of bigger pockets threads about investing out of state. It's a big topic, right? And so then I looked, I looked at a bunch of different markets, looked at a lot of data, honed in on one specific market we wanted to invest in, and then got really granular in the block by block. I did a lot of Google mapping and called a lot of agents and um, a lot of property managers and various people in the area um, just to try to get to know if this was a place we really wanted to invest in. And once we decided on that, then Echo actually was not a home run by any stretch. <laughs> it was a loop net find, you know, that's where all deals go to die, right? But we found one that we believed in and it was right across the street from this old middle school that they had rehabbed and turned into local breweries and local businesses. And we thought, this is, this is really cool. This is right out of something out of San Francisco, plunked into the middle of the Southeast. And so we really believed in that property. And so that's what got us into that market was that leap of faith. I can't call it anything else. I mean, we bought it sight on, I mean, we, my husband went to visit the property, um, but it was before we had an offer in, so he didn't walk the property. So we hadn't really been inside. We knew that it was a developing area, but based on everything that we had read about real estate investing, that was exactly what we should do. Invest in the B and C areas, so that's what we did. And Echo Foxtrot Golf came along, and what we realized was that this is a much different animal than house hacking. And it, even though we had professional property management in place, the issues that we came up against were unlike anything we had dealt with in the duplexes we had house hacked. So we had things like tenants leaving in the middle of the night um, and one left their dog behind and the dog chewed up all the drywall. We had a tenant who plugged up all of the um, sinks in her uh, unit and left the water running and then left because we were going to evict her the next day because she hadn't paid for six months. And we've had um, units sit empty for months, even though they've been listed and they've been shown, you know. So they're all issues that we hadn't dealt with before, um, even though we had been investing for many years. And so we've learned a lot. We've learned a ton, in fact, through um, these small multifamilies that we've done. And would I have it any other way? No, I, would, I wouldn't change that experience for anything. But there were definitely some costly lessons in there. Got it. Got it. Well, what city or market was Echo 
Foxtrot Golf in? Huntsville, Alabama. Okay. And how did you initially decide on that market? Well, I, um, I read Dave Lindahl's book, Emerging Real Estate Markets. And it's a fantastic book. I read it at the perfect time for me in my real estate investing development. And um, I just devoured the book. It was everything I wanted to know about what data to look at, how to examine a market, what to look for, when to visit or not. And so with that book in hand, it was really my handbook, I um, looked at a whole bunch of different markets I looked at the, the data on job growth, population growth, on um, physical barriers to growth, like an ocean or a mountain. Um, I looked at the local government and what the local government was doing, all kinds of different things. And Huntsville was the one that really checked most of the boxes. Um, and I had identified it then as an emerging market. Um, which I later found out was a little bit further along than what Dave would have identified as an emerging market, but it's still on the upswing. Got it. So Julie, what markets are you currently purchasing? What markets uh, is Good Egg currently buying properties in and how do th those markets stack up to Dave Lindahl's emerging market book? So I, just a disclosure real quick, I didn't read, I haven't had the pleasure of reading Dave Lindahl's Emerging Markets book. I, it's on my list of books to read. Um, but we focus primarily on the Dallas-Fort Worth area. I would say about 90% of the deals we have are in that area. Um, outside of that, we're in San Antonio. Uh, and then also in, we are in Huntsville as well. We have a portfolio, two property portfolio out there as well. So um so yeah, I and I don't know, Annie. I maybe you can speak to that a little bit about how you know Dallas Fort Worth stacks up against the emerging markets book. I mean, I think I think it's a little bit of a different play um, because emerging markets versus Dallas Fort Worth and where it is in the market cycle is a little bit different. But I'll let Annie comment on that. Yeah, you know, I mean, a lot of the fundamentals are the same, right? You, in an emerging market, you're looking for job growth. You're looking for population growth. You're looking for job diversity. It's all the same stuff. It's just those more developed markets are a little bit further along. So you, they've already seen a lot of that growth. So they're a little bit more stable. An emerging market is on that upswing. So you're trying to catch it at a time when you're really maximizing that growth. But the markets that we're investing in through Good Egg. Dallas, Fort Worth, San Antonio, these are a little bit further along. I wouldn't classify them as emerging, but I would still classify them as really great, growing, solid markets. And that's why we're investing there. Okay. And we talked earlier, or at least I mentioned it to the listener, that you've done mobile home, you've done um, multifamily, and self-storage. So let me ask this question just based on where you see the market cycle, and either of you could answer this, um, based on where you see the market cycle, what asset classes do you can believe that you'll continue to be in over the next few years? And are there any new asset classes that you want to put your money in? 
Um, I'll comment on that. I mean, I think that primarily we'll just continue to focus on the three that we're in. Uh, multifamily will be at the core of what we do just because, it's, and specifically not just any multifamily, but specifically the BC class properties. And, and this for the same reason that we are focused on mobile home parks as well, affordable housing across the U.S. is a huge problem, right? And so we know that more and more people are opting to rent instead of um, buy. And so we know that if we're investing in these areas where job growth and population growth is really high, then we have the opportunity to capture the you know high uh, occupancy levels in the areas that we're we're buying in. And so you know, because of that, I think we're always going to stick with multifamily. Um, and, uh, and um, you know, that's never going to be, I, I don't think we would ever stray away from that. Um, but I think uh, there, we're looking at some other, some other different um, opportunities, but I think multifamily will always be at the core of what we do. Got it. So I'll add to that, actually, that, um, you know, a big part of what we do is we try to help those people not just the wealthy get wealthier, right? We want to help the little guys, the people who are just getting into this space to really understand what these opportunities are about. And through these conversations that we've had, we've realized that multifamily is one of the easiest ways for people to understand what the syndication space is about because who hasn't lived in an apartment before, right? Everybody knows what that is, that's about. Everybody knows about paying rent. But industrial office, people don't really know how that works, you know. And so I think that's another reason that multifamily will always be at the core of what we do. Okay, I've got a question here. And it came because I heard one of you say that you're not just there to help the rich get rich, but you're also there to help the little guys, which just brought me to my question. I'm very curious on your deals that you've been doing are what is the ratio perhaps of those deals that you close on that you use a, a reg d 506 b offering for your buddies for your friends for the people you know whether they're accredited or not and versus the ratio of 506 c for the community the stuff that you can advertise what um what types of offerings are you putting out um, that kind of helps you to bring the little guys along with you? Yeah, I mean, oh, go ahead, Annie. Oh, I was going to say, so all of the deals that we've done to date have been the 506 buddies. I love that, by the way, 506B deals. Um, and they, all of our investors are, um, well, they started out as friends and family and now there are extended network of our investors. And so with every investor that we place into a deal, we want to make sure that we have that strong relationship with them and we know where they are and what their investing goals are. We want to know everything about them because we want to make sure that when we help them to invest in a deal, that it's a deal that's good for them and right for them. And so for that reason, I think we'll probably continue to do 506B deals. Some of them take non-accredited investors, but the vast majority of the deals that we do are for accredited investors. Wonderful. I have a question, and I believe that this question is really good for any listener who wants to um, learn from you how they could implement a, a similar 
way of advertising or growing their business because what you've done is, is remarkable. And so the question that I have is, how do you get your blog in front of the right people? Uh, that's that's um, a question that I think might be difficult to really dive into. Like, how are you putting that in front of the person that you want to hear that? So I, I, really the way that that actually started off was when I had my existing company, when Annie and I met when I was already doing capital raising, was I actually started um, – participating in mothers, uh, a mother's group, a local mother's group. And I started chiming in on discussions there with um, respect to real estate investing. And it wasn't really real estate investing, right? I mean, when we think of real estate investing, we think we're going into it intentionally with the idea that we're, you know, investing capital to get a return, right? But a lot of the discussions within the mother's group groups were, is this the right time to buy? You know, the prices here in the Bay Area are so crazy. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, things like that, or conversations around college savings, or oh, I'm looking for another job. I, you know, I work. I want to work from home. How can I do this? And I had already at that time had in my mind that that was the direction I was going to go, and I had a plan. Right? It was to invest passively in syndications to get to a point where I could eventually leave my job, which I actually did. And so I would chime into these little blog posts. So I already had the attention of people who were interested in creating passive income, but they just didn't know that this was an opportunity. And so through those discussions, I started to garner a lot of interest and a little bit of a following within that particular group. Um, but I hated doing the blogging and the videos. It just wasn't my specialty. And so that's why the, the, I knew that if I had partnered up with Annie and that she did all, if she did all the blogging and the videos that that would just catapult us into the direction that we needed to. Because I already captured the interest. I had the people in mind of who I was targeting. They were interested, but every phone call, my gosh, I mean, I would spend, you know, sometimes one to two hours every time with a single person and emails back and forth over things that could easily be answered through a video and a blog, right? So that's, that's, that was the idea for the partnership was that was how, and, and, you know, that's how it would work. And sure enough, that's, that's what happened. So I would say about, I don't know, maybe 50% of our audience comes from those, that group, um, the mothers groups. And then a lot of it is word of mouth between a lot of those mothers and, and other friends and family of theirs. What will people learn if they go to your video online course series? What, will they bend how will they grow into a passive investor a better passive investor by uh, i guess attending your course great question so our online course is called passive real estate investor academy and it really takes you through everything you need to know to invest confidently in your first real estate syndication so it assumes that you know next to nothing about investing in a real estate syndication. Maybe you know about real estate investing, but it starts from the very beginning of, you know, defining your investing goals and what are real estate syndications? What is the lingo that you need to know to communicate with other people in this space? And then we walk through a number of real deals that we've done. And we comment on all the reasons why we think they're great deals and how you should be thinking about those deals as you're looking through them. We talk about the process of investing in a syndication. We talk about the risks. We talk about the taxes, all the good fun stuff. 
And then of course, at the end, we end with an action plan so that you can actually get into your first syndication. I love it. So I'm going to try to wrap up what you said. So really the Passive Real Estate Investor Academy allows somebody who has done nothing to to bring them to give them the knowledge that they need to have the confidence to actually go into one of these deals. And you do that through walking them through actual deals. And while you're walking them through the deals, you talk about the philosophy of that deal, your thoughts, your thought process of why is this a good deal? Why are we doing it? And then you go through the process of passively investing. You also talk about the risks as well as the tax benefits to allow them to be able to get into their first deal. Is that right? That's exactly right. We are going to move into the final five. Are you both ready? As you know, the annual Best Ever Conference is coming up on February 22nd and 23rd. And I want to see you there and I'll be one of the speakers. This is the third annual Best Ever Conference and it's worth it for your business to come. Got a huge discount for you to use. It's hashtag Blue Spruce. Go to besteverconference.com and use my promo code hashtag Blue Spruce to get 25% off. And we're back. So the final five with Julie Lamb and Annie Dickerson. So excited. So first off, would you kind of walk us through what is the most creative deal you've done? where we didn't mean to buy a house but we actually bought it because my husband who is a real estate agent decided to hold open a house that he wasn't listing and so he held it open for two weekends and got to know the listing agent realized after two weekends that they only had one offer on the table and so we looked at it and we said we could do better than that and so we did we put in an offer and we got the house Julie? Yeah. So probably it's not super creative, but I implemented the Burr strategy on a house that I purchased in the Michigan area and I paid all cash for it. Uh, put about, I bought it for maybe 50,000 and put in another 15 K for rehabs and then uh, all cash and then took it to a bank and had it refinanced and pretty much pulled everything out of it. And it throws off about a thousand dollars a month. So that was probably the most creative deal that I've done. Love it. And for the audience, even though you've pretty well defined the burst strategy, if anyone didn't know what that meant, could you just go through that specifically? Oh gosh, what is it? It's um, by, uh, oh my gosh, I'm, for, I'm forgetting. I put you on the doing. spot. I put you on the spot and I'm sorry. So, so uh, for, for the listener, so we, you need to buy a property. You don't have to go all cash like Julie did. That's, that's just crazy. You can, uh, but buy it all cash if you want. Use a hard money loan. But then what you do is you rehab uh, it. So you put in some work. So she, Julie said she put in 15K in this property in Michigan after buying it for 50K. And so buy, rehab, or renovate, and then you refinance it. So Julie, I have a question. Did you end up putting long-term debt on the property? Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. So you refinance it. You take some of your money out. And when you refied your property, your 50000 plus the 15000 in Michigan, um, how much money did you refinance it out for? How much money did you get back? I, I want to say it was for, for pretty much everything that I had put in, into it, about, about 70K. I think they valued the property. It might have been 65, 70K. I think they valued it at about 90. 
So what this allows Julie Lamb and her husband to do is now they have a property that they they are out of pocket with 65 to 70 K and then they also put a long-term debt for 65 to 70 K. So essentially they're making an infinite cash on cash return. Uh, after it's said and done, they're making $1,000, which more than covers their mortgage and very, very creative deal. So the next question is a book that you recommend. So a book that I recommend is not real estate related, but it is called The Year of Yes. And I'm just getting through that book right now. And it's um, by Shonda Rhimes an incredible story about somebody who's super successful, who has a lot of anxiety um, and fears about public appearances. And it's an amazing story about how she gets over that and how she commits to one full year of always saying yes to every public appearance or and attending all kinds of different things. And um, how she gets through that is, is amazing and super empowering. That's very cool. Annie, what about you? Love that book. Um, well, I would have to recommend Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. Um, he is a, or was a, an FBI hostage negotiator. And in the book, he talks a lot about negotiation strategies. Um, and not just if you have a hostage, but for, uh, you can easily apply those negotiation tactics to the world of business and the world of real estate investing. So I've found that book to be extremely helpful in the conversations I've had with, uh, with sellers. Julie Lamb, where were you five years ago today? Think back five years, uh, explain what that looked like. I was working full time. Um, I had only two kids. I now have three. Uh, my kids were one and a half and six months. Um, re early retirement, quitting my job, all of that um, was not even a thought in my mind. And here I am five years later. I just quit my job. I have this company with Annie. I have three kids. A lot has changed. So, yeah. It's super powerful to really take a moment to just resonate what you said now because that's giant. That's so giant. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, mother of multiple children doesn't know exactly what can happen in five years and ends up retiring early with <laughs> three young children, still with three young children. And the impact that you're making for other uh, mothers in your area in California uh, to help them passively invest is incredible. Annie, uh, how about you? Where were you five years ago? Five jobs ago. <laughs> I moved fast. So five years ago, I had just had my first son and we were living in Vancouver, British Columbia. I was working in the game design industry, wanted to make educational games, and um, then got into the field of instructional design and corporate learning and development, which brought us down to the Bay Area. And um, as I was doing that, my husband became a real estate agent, and in the process of helping him redo his website, I learned more about real estate investing, and um, earlier this year, I quit my job as well and uh, got into real estate investing full time. Amazing. That's, I love it. All right. So question for you now is where do you see yourselves five years from today? Knowing that 
you were able to accomplish so much in the last five years. Where do you see yourself five years from today? <laughs> I, I mean, I, it's, it's so hard to say, right? I mean, here, when you think about where we were five years ago, we didn't even know each other. Um, I didn't even think I was going to be able to quit my job. I thought, oh, you know, 30 years from now, it's so long. Um, I mean, I hope that, you know, I think really ideally our hope is that through good egg investments that we're able to build our business and expand our business to have a greater impact and to reach more people and to be able to not only impact the people locally and the mothers locally here in the Bay Area, but to reach mothers all across the U.S. I mean, if we can, I think really that's one of our biggest goals and one of our biggest passions is to be able to have a greater impact. And so Hopefully, you know, in five years, we will be known across the U.S. and not, you know, primarily on, you know, these smaller, within the smaller real estate industry, but be, you know, have a greater impact across the U.S. I absolutely love that. And the part that I really want to bring to the listener is that your goal for five years from today has a lot to do with helping a lot of people. It has very little to do with selfish things and everything to do with making an, an impact on the industry and even farther than the industry. So very grateful to hear you say that. And it's, it's certainly one of the main reasons that I wanted to have you both on the show is because I can see that in you. So just grateful that you shared that. How do you two give back? One of our favorite ways to give back is through Junior Achievement. It's an organization that helps bring financial literacy and entrepreneurship and work readiness to schools. And so I'm a former school teacher myself. I taught fourth grade. And so I love being back in the classroom and bringing these lessons about money, about how to manage money, think about money, think about working, think about starting your own business to these, you know, these five-year-olds, these seven-year-olds who are just struggling with, you know, how to, how to add and how to read. But these are bigger concepts that will really change their lives. And so we love Junior Achievement and we love giving back to them. Julie, did you have anything you wanted to uh, share as well? Nope, that's, okay. that's what Perfect. I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> and so my final question is, the listener who resonates absolutely with what you are saying today, they maybe want to go onto your passive uh, income. I don't remember the name of it, darn it. Passive Real Estate Investor Academy. If they want to go to Passive Real Estate Investor Academy or if they want to find you at goodegginvestments.com or reach out to you, how do they do that? I'll let you start, Julie, and then we'll uh, finish with Annie. Yep. So they can uh, find out more about us at goodegginvestments.com. They can reach me at julie at goodegginvestments.com and Annie can give you the info about the Passive Investor Academy. You can go to passiveinvestoracademy.com to learn more about our online course and you can reach me at Annie at goodegginvestments.com. Love it. Thank you very much. Very grateful to have you both on the show today. I got a lot of value out of it myself. I know the listener got a lot of value and I hope they do reach out to you at goodegginvestments.com. Hey, it's Adam Adamson. I'm really grateful to have you as a loyal listener of the show. It is disclaimer time, and there is four things that need to be said. And number one, we're not attorneys or CPAs, so please consult your own professional advisors. Number two, any investment opportunity that is discussed on this show is for accredited investors only. And if 
you would like to be a part of one, my contact information is in the show notes. Number three, if you love this content, all I ask is that you show us by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. And number four, the best ever conference is coming up. It's on February 22nd and 23rd. The price is changing every single week. So don't wait to get your tickets. Go grab them right now. Go to besteverconference.com and then put in the hashtag blue spruce.